checking out the Nifty Q Show. All right, good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome into the Nifty Q Show. We're interviewing founders, leaders, and builders in the non-fungible token industry. I'm uh, really excited for this one, actually. Uh, today, I'm sitting with Hunter Arell, co-founder of Wagme United. We'll be discussing the ownership group's plans to take Crawley Town from League Two to the Premier League, his thoughts on meshing digital with physical businesses, and the future of sports NFTs. Hunter, how are you doing today, man? What an intro. I'm great. I'm I'm doing amazing. Really excited to, uh, to chat soccer, football, uh, Web3, everything in between um there's just so much happening right now yeah we were having like an interesting discussion prior to the episode which we needed to like press live right then because we would have had like some bite but like meshing digital with physical you guys are having like an actual business associated uh with with what you guys are doing which is not uh you know usually the case right you don't have that physical business attached right that that, that awesome uh sports franchise that is like attached to this you know, project, which makes it so interesting. So a lot of rabbit holes we can go down, man. I, I want to get you there. Uh, but I also want to shout out Spencer, uh, who is also a co-owner uh, of Wagby United. He was going to be uh, on the episode and then mid Twitter spaces, his wife went into labor last night. Is that, is that correct? Is that, were you there for that? Yeah. So, so actually Preston, oh, uh, I'm sorry, sorry. his, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, no crazy. Right. Uh, He's, I think, I don't know what the status on that is currently, but, uh, you know, congrats to him for, for the baby and everything. And obviously just another example of no dull moments, uh, even, even outside the space, uh, for a lot of the people involved here. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that, Preston. I, I totally blanked. I would not have got it in your name wrong if you were on the show though. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to throw there that you out go. there. He should have been here. He should have been, been here, man. Yeah. Well, I want to get your background really quick. I did see you had an ape. I want to get your thoughts on the other side that just, uh, had their stress test yesterday. Did you see any of that? Yeah. So I actually participated in the stress test. Um, it was great. I, I really think that there is though this like, all right, is 2000 people being in a game interactively really pushing the boundaries? I, I think yes, for that like confined area and the amount of actions that were happening, um, but I still think that they have one of the hardest targets to hit because of all of the, you know, the expectations are high, really, really high for them. Um, and I just think it's going to be really hard for them to drop something on the 16th and people will be like, oh wait, this is better than expected and prices rip and stuff rip. So, you know, not financial advice, but I do, I do think we're going to see people be like, okay, meh. Okay, great. Like they did something. But technically, they are very much ahead of the rest of the game. I just think it's hard for them to compete with like Fortnite and other people at this stage in the game. So still tempering expectations here uh, from Hunter as it's really- yeah. I'm not I'm not expecting them to come out with like something that does compete with like Fortnite or like World of Warcraft or um, you know has has all these features and it's like fully playable and there's hours that can be poured into it on a daily basis. I think it'll just be a nice like here's what to expect. Um, but who knows? Maybe uh, we'll all just be proven <laughs> yeah. wrong and shot. <laughs> that would be wild. Uh, you have an interesting background here in the Web3 space. You're at Ready Player DAO uh, as well, Future Proof. Like you have all of these other projects that you're associated with. Can you jump into your background real quick before we get to Wagme uh, and we can just like riff on that? 100%. So uh, before the whole Web3 thing, I ran artificial intelligence for a camera company, um, did everything 
from computer vision to data analysis. Uh, in the middle of that, obviously finding Web3 uh, along that line, minted Board API Club, minted a lot of cool projects, um, met some amazing people like Tropo Farmer um, and the people like G Money and Gary and uh, G Funk and all the people that are involved with, uh, you know, Wag Me. Um, yeah, and it just kind of like fell into this like really, really passionate uh, kind of like journey not only just for you know there was a lot of money being made and on the jpeg side um but for like the technology and what it was enabling and how it was going to shape different industries and how the internet was kind of changing uh as digital ownership and digital identities became so prominent and i think that's where the future is going um within that invested in ready player dow uh, which is uh doing amazing uh wag me looks rare um, the, there's a long list of things I've been involved with in the space, uh, and, and obviously, uh, Future Proof is my uh, f- advisory as well as angel investing company that I run with uh, my brother Dylan as well as Tropo Farmer. Love that man. So I don't want to get like a market take because I feel like that's like a super big rabbit hole that we could go down right now. Uh, I know that that whole intro. There's probably like hours of things that we can talk about. Well, you got there. you got to come back on. Like that's what we were talking about prior to the episode, right? We'll we'll get you on for for another time to talk hunter and everything you're you're building. Uh, I guess quick lightning question though, like what projects at this level or at these levels are you looking at uh, when it comes to floor prices? Not investment advice, of course. Um, like currently, what yeah, I'm looking currently. at. Um, so I, I would say the last four months, and this is going to sound outrageous to like lead off this conversation on, but autoglyphs super hard. Um, I was kind of thinking around like 150 to 175 of like pulling a trigger on something. Um, obviously in hindsight, that looks really good right now, but I'm really focused on a certain tier and a certain type of project, um, right now, which is X copy, uh, certain art blocks projects. Like I think squiggles and obviously this is also a little biased because of the squiggle Jersey, but I do think squiggles, um, construction tokens, uh, stuff like ringers, Fidenzas obviously are going to be very, very instrumental, uh, going forward as like people look back. Um, so most of that's been generative art, but X copy, I think even stuff like, uh, the currency by Hearst, these things that we've just kind of like forgotten about, but there's deadlines coming up for like the burn date for that. Um, I don't know. I'm going through yeah. my notes from like, I have a notebook. It's somewhere oh, it's on the other side of the table. I have a notebook and I just go through what I was writing last April, last June, last July, and what I was looking at. And I just, what, what have I forgotten about? What's still around? What's quality? Um, and I think I've found a few gems within there. Like I think the currency probably is going to have a nice little pump mm. um not financial advice but that's how i'm thinking right now as someone who like missed squiggles who missed uh pretty much like all of the generative art of art projects like investing in pfps and, and things like this was definitely what i was more interested in like why is generative art uh in that sense when it comes to like chromie squiggles and all of these you know pieces why is that a legitimate like place to put your you know funds and like what's is it your background in AI? Like what's big about generative art that interests sure. you? Sure. I think there's, I think there's a large part of me that is like that nerdy, like computer guy. Right. Um, I would more emphasize on squiggles 
really set the ground for this prominent generative art that like everybody kind of knows and it's so unique and you see it and it looks it it pops Mm -hmm. right um so i think squiggles are like the thing of art blocks if you want to play and i was having this argument of tropo yesterday actually about like is first more valuable or is it the more prominent thing I think that's the argument between either buying a construction token, which is the first art blocks project, or buying a squiggle. Um, I've kind of just hedged and have both. Um, and then, like, there's some other ways that you can, like, analyze that. On the autoglyph side, that's, that's like, the first, like, big generative art project that's, like, fully on-chain. Um, it's from one of the most well-known companies in the space. It's, you know, they still own it. They didn't sell it to Yuga. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I think those are two reasons I'm looking there, but generative art really speaks to, I think what NFTs in the blockchain are, which is this whole idea of like, there was, it's, it's code based. It's completely something that not everything's fully on chain. Right. But, um, I just think generative art really, really resonates with the space. So I think when we look back in 20, 30, 50 years, it'll be like, whoa, what was the first generative art? for the blockchain NFTs, um, what was the most standout pieces from that? Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I really do think we'll see Squiggles for sure be one, Construction Token be one, Autoglyphs be one. Um, those are like my three that I'm really focused on right now. Awesome, man. I appreciate you uh, breaking down that narrative uh, for someone who's not involved in investing in you know generative art projects really. Uh, in that sense. So, uh, you know, let's make the most interesting segue of all time, generative art projects to a physical football club that was purchased by Wagby United. Like, tell me the story of how this all got started. Uh, and then for those people who maybe don't have any idea, you know, what Wagby United is, just give us a, a quick breakdown as well. For sure. It's, it's really funny, actually. The for me, at least, the conversation started one morning with me waking up to a text message um, from, I think it was Jacob Martin. Uh, and the, the text literally was, do you want to buy a soccer team? Question mark. My response after reading it was just, I'm in. Yes. Like, that. that's it. That's how the journey started. It was literally, um, do you want to buy a soccer team? And I think... I think Preston and Eben had kind of been on this journey. Preston, very big in the sports world. Um, Preston and I had been kind of friends from a dinner that we had had uh, earlier in the year and through some like Pixel Vault stuff. And then I know G-Funk out of all, but it was like the right group of people uh, very quickly kind of assembled from this idea of what, what can we do and what are we passionate about? Um, soccer being one, and I'm going to, I'm going to refer to soccer and football mm-hmm. just because that's unfortunately the way my brain still works. Can we, t- can we talk um, about how the English invented the word soccer first and then we adopted it and they changed it back to football. So please, there, there, I did have some Crawley fans apologizing to me. We went to a pub and they're like, look, it is kind of our fault. So like <laughs> you get a little bit of a pass here, but, um, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. man. I, I want to get into the founding piece too, but like you touched on something really, really important there. Like you, you talking with Crawley fans are Crawley fans, which is Crawley uh, town as the, you know, team that you guys purchase. Are they like happy about this purchase or cause I know it's going to get super contentious sometimes. I think Crawley supporters originally were very hesitant, right? Crypto. There's 
obviously all this stuff in the news and we we hear these bad things and um americans and they're young i think they're very hesitant there was definitely a group that did not want us and were like this is the worst thing they own our club they're going to ruin the history i think a portion of those people have slowly moved over onto the um okay we're cautiously optimistic that would be the the phrasing i would put it as we make more moves i can definitely see that there's some people getting warming up to the idea i don't expect them yet though to be like we love wag me guys they're the best because we've had some signings i think we're making the the absolute best moves possible right now um but we still need to produce results they're we haven't played a game yet. We haven't gotten deep into the season. Uh, I think as we start to see adverse, adversity, uh, as we start to see different things that weren't planned happen, how we react, how we keep pushing forward, how we evolve the brand, the team, etc. That's when I'll be like, all right, are we really doing producing results? Are we doing good not only for the team and results, but for the town? Um, that's... That's kind of where I'm at right now. Dude, I have such goosebumps when you say, like, how it matters towards the town, you know, how it matters toward the team. It does. Because, like, most NFT projects, again, are, like, in the digital space, which is nothing – nothing's wrong with that. Like, you know, we're all, like, pushing this spot forward. I love, you know, the evolution of the metaverse and where that's headed. But to see an NFT project have actual real-world implications is fucking sick, and I get, like, really stoked about it. So sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, if you are if you're to like buy the NFT and own the jersey and become a fan, and you live in Arizona, let's just say that, and then you decide one day I'm gonna go over to the UK, I'm gonna go down to Crawley. I can tell you when you enter town and you see the first like "Welcome to Crawley" sign, or you you pass and you see the stadium, like you will get goosebumps because you realize that this digital asset is a really great way of representing being a supporter or fan of something that's somewhere else in the world physically um and that you were there kind of like early in this whole idea of uh really just being proud of something i think that's a word that i've really been chewing on is like being proud love that man let's hop back into the timeline i know i derailed us a bit but i i love that tie no you're fine probably town (laughs) itself uh but yeah let's go back into the timeline so you guys have this conglomerate of like awesome people essentially like you have the avengers that's gonna like take over a club how did this all happen how were you guys able to you know purchase a club i think in there as well you guys made an unsuccessful bid at another club correct uh correct i think the people involved all kind of come from the same mentality of building being disruptors being ready to have somebody and i think almost everybody in this space can relate to this but being ready to have a large group of people say you're wrong this isn't it you know because that's that's ultimately how crypto and nfts have been treated by the the media and many others in the traditional finance world is you guys are the you know the the broken squeaky wheel this is bad not great but we're very passionate we have a strong belief in it when you look at people like Andy, who's doing fractional, when you look at G Funk doing Pixel Vault, G Money, who's building uh, an amazing global brand for himself and helping so many companies, um, I think we all just like relate on the right on the same note. Gary's doing amazing stuff with V Friends and Vayner NFT. 
um it really is the avengers of of web3 and everybody's very very focused on making sure this isn't just a i own a a football Mm -hmm. club cool it's a nice little flex everybody really cares I, i i look at the the company like the group discord and watch the participation continue i watch people ask questions that they're asking about signings and uh strategy and who's doing what it's not like hey there's something cool happened everybody floods in and then you don't hear from people in two weeks there's a lot like people really care Mm. and i hope not only crawley town supporters and, and locals get that but i hope everybody in the web3 space understands that there's real passion behind this I love it, man. So take me through that timeline. You guys got together. You said, okay, this is what we want to do. And do you like all walk up to, to Crawley town and say, Hey, we're going to buy this place. And like, what's going on? How does that work? I, so from like text to, um, getting funded was like really quick. It was like, I mean, really fast. The same thing with ready player doll was between text from idea to original text going out to being fully funded was like 72 hours. Um, and like, that was, that was, I don't, I don't think that was a small number. I think that was like $6 million and like 72, like 72 hours between, I don't, I can't remember how many people it was, maybe like 30 or 20 or 30 people, but it was really quick. The same thing happened with Carly town where it was like a lot of excitement. People were like, we, we want to do this. This is, this is it. Um, the search process happened, and, and we're very analytical. Preston and Evan have been extremely, because of their backgrounds and experience, extremely data-driven. Um, they went into that focus. And I'll say with Crawley Town, when we were looking at clubs, made the most sense, not only analytically, but I think they offered the best kind of slate to start on to build what we wanted to build, where we can expand the fan base by building a bigger stadium or adding facilities or, um, you know, look how well they did. What happens, you know, if we add funding and the, you know, other pieces of infrastructure to the club, it, it really resonated well. I also come back to this idea of Crawley town being, having the ability to have this story of like rising from league two all the way mm-hmm. to the premier league. Um, and it fit well with us and our personas and our, our personalities. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I wouldn't have it any other way. I would, it only makes sense to me in this story to be involved with Crawley town. There's another really cool idea of like you guys basically like not creating the concept, but utilizing the concept of fandom without borders to make Crawley town actually revenue producing, which is not, I guess what is happening on a regular basis with like other clubs. So uh, if you can, I guess like profit inducing, but anyways, uh, can you break down league one, league two, and like what that looks like for somebody who has no idea how the league structure is. And then uh, of yeah, course. break that down and then we'll get into the rest. So in the EFL, the European football league, uh, there's four divisions. Um, the top, the top where you see the, the teams that you, most of you, watch and wear jerseys of um is the premier league under that is the championship uh then you have league one then league two crawley is currently in league two so we're in the fourth division um the way that you get promoted is you either finish in the top three uh in league two 
and then there's a playoff for the top six teams, I believe, to get that fourth position to advance. And then you go to League One, um, then a similar thing of finishing. I think in League One, it's the top two get promoted. Um, and then same thing in Championship to Premier. It is not an easy process um, for each of those, right? Like it's It takes really being the best team in the league and having a really – uh, diverse squad that's dynamic and, and can adapt to your different opponents. Um, but I think the bigger kind of story here is going from League 2 all the way to Premier takes an immensely different mentality from going from League 2 to League 1. League 1, a championship is a completely different monster. And then championship to Premier is a, is an immense undertaking um, because the... I don't know if it's economies of scale, but it's also like who the budgets you're going up against, the level of skill you're going up against, the way the game is played, the strategy. So the way a League Two game is played is far different uh, from a Premier League game. In what sense? So you have to have the right the coaches that are ready to make can notice and make those changes, and then the right players and facilities to make those changes along the way. So we're not coming into this with the idea of we just want to get promoted mm-hmm. to League One. That's a win. Um, we're coming into this. How do we build something that dynamically over the next 10, 15 years can adapt and grow to make it to the Premier League? There's a ton of stuff to break down there, but I would love to get into a little bit of Crawley Town's background as far as like, have they always been in League Two? And just like, I know that they've been around hundreds of years, like everything else uh, in England, but like, how like where, where have they been mostly have they ever reached league one or the championship series um so for crawley town and i was going to just pull up here because i think there's a uh a great history chart of where they've been um oh i can't find it so crawley town has been i'm trying to remember what the highest they've been in. i think they've been in um, the championship league. Um, but I think with a lot of teams, like there's this, if you look at like league two and league one, there's this obviously like dynamic range where they move around. Um, but it's very hard to stay once you progress out of like league two or one, once you rise up, it, it sometimes is very hard to stay in that league. Uh, again, going back to the idea of having that, ability to adapt because the game changes the way it's played as well as the, your opponents change dramatically. Um, that's why I'm like very happy to hear that within the, the rest of the ownership group and within the staffing at Crawley, there's that mentality of if or when, when we do get promoted, we're able to stay in that division and uh, progress out of it to the next one. And when that progression happens, we're in the right place. We haven't overextended to stay in that division. Love that, man. I, w- I want to give a quick shout out to the chat here. We are live on YouTube. So definitely uh, get to sharing uh, the link. We put it out on Twitter. So definitely share it to as many people as possible. Would love a uh, absolutely lit chat here. So I'm going to give a couple shout outs. Digital AC, Peter Koo, Mylene, Arthur, Marty McFly, cryptocurrency uh mr england fan says you need to stand up so we can see the full shirt uh hunter well here i can i can grab the the jersey prodigy um this so this is this is just like the the training kit from adidas crawley town so they'll they'll actually train uh in this shirt and there's some shorts and even a a very similar uh kind of like pullover for this 
Um, and then this is one of the nice. uh, Wagme United jerseys. So they'll they'll be black. This is like they don't the white ones are a little rare, but you can get an idea of uh, that's sick. The jersey, the squiggle. Hopefully that comes across well. Um, and then maybe if I can get closer here, let me see um, if you can still yeah. hear me here. Like it's not it's not just like a shirt. Like it's real. Like a real Adidas. High, like this is like game player ready quality jersey it's not your like let me just run into the local target and get an adidas shirt or something like it is really really nice um so hopefully people understand that we're not trying to sell them yeah. uh a hanes t-shirt that just has the adidas logo on it yeah absolutely i mean we're 30 minutes in we haven't gotten to nft utility we're gonna get to that at some point you know merch is definitely uh one thing i, I want to touch on because that jersey like in and of itself i think is like worth mint price uh with your sale coming up uh tomorrow but guys this is the nifty q show i have hunter Arell. he is the co-owner uh of wagme united uh we're like deep in conversations right now uh which we have every tuesday thursday around this time 12 or 2 p.m eastern standard so definitely tune in we have nft live tomorrow as well where we're just talking you know general roundtable stuff uh, but Hunter, I want to get your take on this one key factor, which is this ability to open up Crawley Town to a larger audience and have fandom without borders so that you can tackle more revenue so that you can purchase better players. It's like this flywheel effect that is going to put you guys into motion. And I think what's most important, which I picked up on the Twitter spaces yesterday, is the idea that most clubs in England do not make money they're like actually operating in the red. So if you could break that, that, yep. you know, system down and what it looks like today, uh, as well as like how Wagme is like turning it on its head to potentially get to the premier league. Sure. So I'll hit a couple points. I'm not going to maybe answer directly right off the top, but I'll paint a great picture of why our mentality in my mind, if I was an outsider would make me extremely bullish on being a supporter and fan of Crawley Town. So with a traditional sports team or a football team, right? There's the streaming, there's the sponsors, there's the ad, um, there's ticket sales, etc. That that makes up the bulk of revenue. And everybody else is kind of doing the same thing. In our minds, Web3 allows us to have this different vertical and this different way of uh not not only, i wouldn't say like monetizing but also like making our fans have a way to engage with us it doesn't mean by doing nfts that we're trying to like change everything like we're not trying to come in and be like ticketing and you know this this, this everything's an nft now just because we can i think that's where a lot of other people in the space or organizations might be overstepping it's almost too early right there's early and then there's too early I want to emphasize that a lot of fans for these European teams are fans because they're locals or they grew up there. Um, why should Doug from Chicago care about Crawley Town? Like, there's there's no connection there between besides like you know, its its owners are Hunter and Press. Like, oh, I know those guys. I think once you start to resonate and have this idea of like not only are we 
doing something completely different and making a statement for NFT and crypto communities. Like we're going to do a very good job of this and people look and be like, the next time there's FUD, well, wait, Carly Town and Wagme did so good. Maybe it's not so, we shouldn't like FUD everybody, all the crypto guys. Um, I think there's something to be said of culturally promoting stuff like the squiggle, culturally promoting things like uh, doing a PFP or a 3D avatar and having digital assets and having voting rights. It's a new flavor of fandom. Like it really is. And so now if I'm in Chicago, I'm wearing my jersey on Saturday morning. I'm watching the game. I'm being able to watch the behind the scenes, the locker room talk. Um, you know, I have a scarf. I have a hat. I have like I'm actually involved in care because I have a way to participate and I have some way of uh, feeling like my voice is being heard. And like that just isn't like where like, what team has done that before um, and really cared about their supporters. That's what we want to do. It's not uh purely great you support thanks thanks bye it's hey community what's up how can we engage with you how can we bring you more value what can we do to make you a more devoted fan care more feel like you're part of this yeah i know a couple stories i heard was like even imagine like in la you guys are streaming uh the games at somebody's house and or or like in a pub and you have like this mass of like crawley town supporters in pockets all around the u.s or you know all around the world essentially so that that's really cool i mean what'll start to happen over time is you'll own a jersey or you'll become a supporter and you'll be walking down the street and you'll see somebody else or somebody will come up to you and say oh my god you're a a crawley supporter and it will it'll just be like we're in la like how are you like you're a supporter too that that moment will be magical for people Mm. That connection, that will be, that interaction will be ingrained in those two people's heads the rest of their lives. Because they'll realize in that moment, we're fans of something that's thousands of miles away. And we both believe in this idea of, you know, Web3 and decentralization. And I I just think it it resonates really well with the space about how we can spread the idea of community, spread the idea of, you know, sports and really building that that fandom the internet scene yeah it's really cool i love that hashtag by the way but it's really cool to like balance the idea of like having all of these like geographically dispersed like fan bases and then also having crawley town like also having the 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 fans that you know live in that area what what does the fan base look like now uh or before you guys purchased and like what does Crawley Town even look like? Because that was one of the coolest things I thought when I'm like trying to see if I want to get into Wagner United. It's like I could go to that town and feel connected to this English, you know, town that I've never been to. You know, so like what part of England is it? So in I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an idea. I'll give you an idea. Um, I'm gonna call you if Matt's listening or decides to listen. I'm sure he will. Matt, but please listen. There's a guy I met to give you the. They're, they're, they're so hardcore fans. Like, I met people that had been going to games since they were, like, 12. And they were, like, in their 40s or 50s. Like, this is their thing. They, every Saturday they are there and they care. Um, there's a guy who told me that he's going to buy a seat next to him. Not for somebody, but for his drum. So that he has more space and can put it down because he, like, that he cares. 
he cares. He's going to show up to that game, make as much noise as he can because this is his thing. It's part of him. This is not a there's a there's a football team in town. I'll go to a game. Crawley Town Football Club runs through their blood. And it means the world to them. And for me, so when I originally got involved with this, my background, I've played soccer my whole life. Um I originally I was like, "Oh my god, like this is this is it. Like I'm passionate." And then there was a moment of like, "Oh, oh shit." I'm actually terrified right now because we're about to become part of this club's history. Mm. And are we going to come in and do a good job or a bad job? Are we going to be like, ah, like, remember when Wagme came in and they like, or is it going to be, oh my God, when Wagme happened, that was the greatest thing that could have like, and other clubs are like, I wish it was us. Um, It's, it's not something to be taken lightly. I know the fans and I know the supporters in the town really, really are still like, I know it matters. Yeah. It really well, matters. If, if you have, and we know if you have not watched Sunderland till I die. If you at home have not watched Sunderland till I die, watch that documentary on Netflix. You will get an understanding of, of what it means. If you have no idea. Uh, and, and I love that point that you mentioned well, uh, of being scared in a way of like, Oh, now we're in it. You know, and that and that's that's important, you know, because that means you're doing really cool things, in my opinion. Like if you're scared or you're kind of hesitant, like it means that there are some consequences to actions, which means you're doing some important things, which I love. Uh, so Crawley Town itself is, it, it, I believe it's in Sussex, correct? But I have like no idea what this lo- lo- looks like. Like what what does Crawley Town look like for people? So who've never if met? like London, like central London's right here, Crawley Town's just just south here about a 30 minute train ride 30 to 40 minute train ride um so it's not not terribly far uh from out from central london okay and it's just like a a quaint like is it urban is it like a a farm like i know i could just google Um, this so i I probably am throwing you i mean it's it's a quiet quieter town um it's hard to describe because like i live here in la i grew up in like the country i mean we're in a john deere hat for for all we can say like i grew up in the country i live in la this is like there's definitely like a woodsy kind of feel but then there's like it's not like dead like there's a lot happening Mm -hmm. you're right by gatwick airport so there's a lot of travel um it's certainly a, a a great town i would say to go and explore and meet people um I I really actually have enjoyed meeting the people in the town because they care. Um, like they're like yeah. they take kind of pride in being from Crawley. Um, the food in Crawley was amazing. The places I ate, uh, the pubs I went to uh, were pretty pretty like lively for like a Wednesday and Tuesday night. Um, I do think we need like I'm gonna shout out the railway pub. Um, nice. We need like we need jerseys up. I'm throwing oh, yeah. jersey like. We need jerseys in, in all the pubs. It has to happen. Um, I, I, I will say But there's a God. there's a sense. I'll say this. There's a sense for me, and it's probably different because I'm an outsider coming in. There is a sense of this, like, ominous energy right now in the town where it feels like we're, like, something's about to happen. It's, in a bad way? In a, no, in a good okay. way. Like, it feels like we're on the cusp of like if Crawley Town were to make this run over the next few years and become, you yes, know, bumps. well known 
what happens, right? The stadium seats about 5,800 people, I believe, right now. Um, what happens when that stadium has to expand? What happens when there's more traffic in and there's more jobs needed and facilities that need to be built? Like, I, I just get... I actually do get goosebumps thinking about what the potential could be. Same. I'm, I've got goosebumps right now. I want to get some of the chat uh, pieces here. They've got some good questions related to specifically now uh, the sale that you guys have tomorrow. Uh, so I've, I've, sure. we can get into those details, but uh, Chris and Daniel have some good ones. So Chris has, will the NFT be a token or a PFP with rarity? Uh, Daniel has uh, a question. How will this be different from something like Socios? Okay. Um, so I don't want to get Socios wrong. Um, obviously, I think Socios was like an actual token um, that had like a price chart that has, we were very, very, like there's no ownership involved here. It's the ability to vote. Um, I it's not anything close to socios. I'll, I'll kind of just leave it there. Um, on the purchasing side, you, I would look at what the Adidas drop was like, where you got, uh, with pixel vault, you got kind of this like placeholder card. Um, and then that allowed you to do things with it, claim, uh, whatever they have planned next with our drop, you get the PFP, um, you get, a the ability to claim three physical items to so get the the jersey i just showed a minute ago i'll pull it up again because i see we have a, a lot of people joining in so we get the black version of this jersey um which again is that's just sick. like i the sickest thing um there will be then be a scarf and then people can vote on the next uh piece of clothing and all that's included in the mint price on top of that, uh, there's then the ability to vote on certain decisions. So if you hold a uh, NFT token, that allows you to vote. Um, it allows you access into a lot of different things that we're building out. I would say that unique experiences to those NFT holders will not just be like plain Jane. Uh -huh. Over time, they will evolve to very exciting and unique ways of engaging with the team. Uh, insights behind the scenes, uh, access into things like viewing parties. We're trying to give access and value to holders and make them feel like they're part of the ex the experience. Yeah, there's another question in chat I think that's important to touch on. We were just talking about kind of the local area and how to balance maybe local fans with you know global fans. Do local fans that maybe own the NFT or maybe even local fans that don't own the NFT, like how do you balance this uh, like fandom where one group isn't receiving like a ton more benefits or doesn't feel left out the fact that like now that there's this you know new feature here with the nft yeah so we're, we're definitely keeping that in our minds and understanding that look the the first question that everybody asks is like how does this not like put the power in the wrong place we're certainly keeping the season ticket holders and fans in in the loop on this and and in mind um but when it also comes to growing the brand we want to give the ability for somebody anywhere in the world to have that access into engaging with the team and being uh, a supporter um i actually even pulled up like a list of 
what holding that NFT can do, um, which is, and it's 13 pieces long. And I know that the last one is like, and more to be confirmed. Like the things that are being discussed are not like, oh, oh, great. Like they did that. It's exciting. Like very, like very exciting things that make me go like, oh my, like I'm, I would be a fan. I would be part of this no matter what, because it's just like, cool. It's cool stuff. Um, the full list here is special input and voting on the future of Crawley town, uh, Adidas and Wagme crummy school, Jersey limited edition football scarf, limited edition football hat. Um, owners get to choose the design, uh, for the third item access to IRL events, free tickets to some, uh, games. We're still figuring out exactly how that's going to go down, but if you do hold the NFT, you have the ability, if you're in town or want to go, um, the ability to get free tickets, uh, exclusive access behind the scenes. So we have like a GoPro guy. We have uh, the locker room camera, training cameras, like content and media will not be taken lightly going forward. AMA of players. So being able to engage uh, personally with the players on the team it's not usually done so think of maybe even mini press conferences or ways to chat um, ask questions make comments etc exclusive live streams from the bench during games uh, access to global IRL events including the Wagme zone so we'll have things like they said in New York Los Angeles um, in London etc for viewing events um, there's an ERC 720 commemorative token after the merch claim, so Sheesh. again, similar to the uh, Adidas drop, there's digital wearables that will be done as well on top of all this. And again, it's evolving. We're, we're at one moment in time. As the NFT and Web3 space evolves, we're going to be evolving alongside mm-hmm. of that. So, you know, there might not be a really huge metaverse presence right now. Um, and digital wearables might not make the most sense but in six months from now when you know the other side and and other platforms like this are very prominently looking for like digital wearables and ways to represent your online identity we'll be heavily involved there and then there's so much more that's in the discussion for what we're doing and how uh owners of that nft get value out of it i I don't even know how to follow up a question based on all that utility. Uh, so I'm going to go into the players. The players are obviously the ones that are going to make this happen when it comes to getting promoted to League One, to the Premier League. Uh, we did have some uh, questions in chat saying, when Ronaldo, when Messi. But I'm going to go on a more specific question here uh, from Marty that says, uh, what specific plans do you have uh, in place to acquire Jamie Tart?" So I don't know if that's I don't know if Marty has like some background to what you guys are doing, but let me know like what's the player personnel strategy here with Wagme. Um, so first thing I'll say is the players that we have are I've I've met a lot of different they they could have a different mindset. I've met a lot of the players at this point, and every single one of them seemed excited and opened and and really. Uh, driven to get the job done and it made me so excited because i think you could have the mentality of like oh shit like these guys just came in bought us what shit show have i gotten into while a <coughs> lot of players are like i am 100 percent here for this i am ready for like whatever craziness happens let's do this that's the right mentality the right culture 
when it comes to getting the right players and our strategy, we're extremely data focused. Um, you know, and I'm just going to kind of use this, uh, this kind of like timeline here for what we're doing um, to explain and maybe give people in the NFT space and Web3 space who aren't following the team as closely uh, an idea of how seriously we're taking this, which is the timeline after the acquisition was appointing Kevin Betsy, uh, a former Arsenal uh, staff member for the U23. He was a U23 coach. Uh, Kevin Betsy as our new head coach, hiring Dan uh, as our assistant coach, who's also worked, I think, at the U18 team at Arsenal. Um, hired a video analyst, onboarded a top-tier strength and conditioning coach, onboarded a goalkeeping coach, onboarded a striker and set-piece sp- set specialist, onboarded a data scientist, uh, better access to data analytics tools. So we actually started using StatsBomb, Huddle, Transfer Room, all these different uh services and softwares that allowed us to get insights that the club didn't have before um new medical equipment new fitness equipment uh different training and ice baths and football like improve the other infrastructure that we're using um new supplements and nutrition plans uh we did a spain trip recently which is actually just ramping up for 35 players all going to spain for training um and then there's things that we did with like ticket pricing etc we're we are so seriously attacking this idea of you get what you pay for put in the time create the right environment for these players to absolutely prosper get the right players the right skills in and look at it from a data standpoint hiring player x who four times a year or in four games a year will create this opportunity which paired with like this player creates four games that are positive EV on that, mm-hmm. on those acquisitions because the other, there's no team that can defend against that or they're in the right position or they play the ball in a certain way. Um, I don't think there's many other teams in our league taking the data analytics standpoint, the really data driven solution standpoint that we are. Yeah. I want to get into this uh, piece with, with league two and like what these teams situations look like right now, because you mentioned all those features that you added, which makes me think that, you know, the previous ownership or, or previous way that it was run was like pretty much in the stone age. I'm not trying to like throw any shade and I don't want you to throw any shade on like the, the previous way it was done, but is that not happening at other league two teams? Like it's, is it literally just like, you know, kind of like stuck in the eighties almost if, if I had to like make a generalization, you know, there's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because you have the, a, a coach and the coach is the one who's, you know, making decisions and saying players do this, do that. I would say when it comes to owners, we're probably one of the most actively involved ownership, like owner personas, groups, whatever you want to gotcha. think of it in the league. A lot, of people probably and i'm not going to name names or say this is for certain but imagine people write the check that i own a team i go to a game or two a year but i'm still living in wherever and i get to say i own this team for us we're so active Mm -hmm. we're just we we care we're on the day-to-day basis taking care of things um and I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, hey, this is the first season, so we have to do well and like we have to be involved. And then after this, we can just step back. It's like 
not only is the pedal to the metal, it's like welded to the floor. And we just, that is the way we will operate for the entirety of this club. Um, and I, I think it was even weird for some players for when I was there, they were like, he's just watching training. Why? And it's like, well, because I want to understand, I want to be involved. I want to have a, a, as good of a understanding of what's happening here to make you either have opportunities or provide infrastructure plays for you while you're training or figure out content marketing strategies while watching this happen so that this club gets as much love as possible. Um, yeah, we're just very involved. Are you onboarding any of these players into NFTs? Because I think that's another thing that, that's really cool here. I mean, it's on a local level. You know, the, Crawley Town's not New York City by any any means, but like you can onboard people in NFTs where they are at, which I think, you know, us trying to do this in the metaverse where people, you know, pretty much that's saturated with people who are already in our space. So going to these people where they're at, at games, meshing sports with Web3, I think, you have the ability to onboard people a lot easier. So are you onboarding maybe local fans or the players? I would certainly say yes. Um, it's funny. I was having lunch with three players and as we're sitting there and I was, we were talking about um, training. We were talking about uh, like places to go in London. And one of them just goes, so what are you looking at right now? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, what projects are you looking at right now? And I like, I, I like, I had to like really like fight from like just bursting out laughing. Like, what is that question? Um, I would say while I was there, I probably had NFT web three conversations with probably 10 to 15 different players, which all range from, Hey, I want to buy this project. What do you think to, I would, I want to do like, would this be a cool company idea? Like they're just like having these thoughts around it. So the players know they're very aware that like the ownership group are experts in the space and that we understand what's happening. Um, and I, it's really cool to have that conversation and dynamic with them. I think on the fan and supporter side, uh, a lot of them are trying to still grasp and understand this idea of digital ownership slowly but surely and so my book it's not like hey we need to make sure all the fans by the end of the first season understand web 3 to me it's when i go to a pub and i sit down with 10 fans if i can get one of them to understand or one of them to just get interested in it that's a win in my book it's it's slowly over time explaining patiently uh white glove onboarding these these different people who might not understand our world into our world as well as like I'm trying to go into their world and understand Crawley Town, their history, who are they as a person, as a as a supporter, um, as a town. It, it's a two way street. It can't just be like, hey, we all want you to be Web three people. It, it's also like, hey, we want to be understanding a part of the the local culture. Yeah, we, you know, I've been watching uh, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it here for hardcore probably around the last ten years. And one of the coolest things about like. I guess watching football in general is like you get exposed to other cultures, right? Like there's a, a Spanish way to play football. There's a Brazilian way to play football. There's an English way. And mm. like, sometimes you have like Spanish coaches in the English premier league that like play a different way. So like, I know that this strategy is, you know, heavily driven by whatever coach, you know, you have. So how is 
Crawley Town going to be playing under this coach? Like, what's the strategy? Are you guys sitting back? You know, I don't, you don't have to give away your, your secrets, but I uh, would love to hear, like, what Crawley Town supporters or what people who might be interested in Wagney, like, what brand of football right. are we going to be watching? So I think Kevin Betsy is a brilliant mind. Kevin and Dan are just two brilliant minds. And watching the training uh, sessions that I went to emphasize that they are here to play sophisticated football. They are not here to just send it over the top, run onto the ball, and it's a 50-50 for if we control it and then can get a shot off. Like it is, There is a lot of strategy going into how we play. Um I don't know. I don't want to get like, like there's different formations that we think will work better than others. Obviously there's using certain players that have, you know, a certain background or have statistics behind them that we think will play a certain type of strategy better, um, will allow us to win games. I don't know. Like it's, it's adding that, that much needed love to, to what was there before we again last season was not a, a terrible season we did very well um I, you know i think with changing it up having a real like having a plan instead of just sending it over the top allows us to really have that opportunity to to be promoted this season i think if you were to ask me and i've made this bet call me insane but i've made a bet with some local supporters where if we don't get promoted, I will buy you season tickets. Like, they're free. They're on me. I will buy you season tickets uh, to next season. But if we do get promoted, because um, I'm sure chats right now, like, I'll take that bet. Uh, <laughs> if we do get promoted, you have to get a Wagney tattoo um, somewhere on your body. So, That's you know, awesome. if it's it's out there. I'm very confident in uh, what we're building because... I have the utmost trust and respect for Kevin and Dan. I have incredible respect for Logan, uh, Preston, Eben on the strategy side of how we're doing on the data and signings and who we're signing. Um, yeah, I'm 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 okay. bullish. I'm so excited for for how we're approaching this. I could be sitting here uh, and being like, "Well, I don't know. Like, I think this strategy might play out." Like, in my honest opinion also like my background's artificial intelligence and mechanical engineering like i'm very data driven that is the way to do this it's not guessing and saying oh but he had a good last season it's looking who are they are how do they resonate with other players on the field what dynamics do they create and then how does that play into our current strategy love it uh, we, we buried a comment here about jamie tart so i want to i want to get like any like actual personnel uh things in that you guys are specifically working on uh do you have anything on that um yeah i mean i'm just looking at the the team chat right now and obviously there's you know things happening we'll we'll see how things progress over the next uh week or two um okay look we're we're obviously very interested in getting the best squad as possible um so signing the right players and, and i'm sure we'll have more signings to come i'm gonna tread lightly around that um so, so yeah i'm sure we'll have more signings to come because we we just want to add the, the best people as possible um okay. here's here's the other side of that because the jamie tart question is a great a, a great question because 
you can have this level of entertainment around the brand of Wagme and Crawley Town that I don't think has been present and isn't present uh, currently in many other teams, unless you go all the way to the top where they have, you know, this amazing marketing and content creation team. We, we are going to do like entertaining things. Like when I go back, there will be like an owner versus coach versus player PK contest, something like that. Um, there will be like, we have like different pieces of collaboration with different people. Um, I, I know that people are always talking about Joe bird and they're talking about, uh, what happens if you bring in this YouTuber and do a collab with them? Like we want to be that team where we're open to it. Like if you're watching this and you're like, wait, like my, I know this guy and he does content football related content in London. Why doesn't he do something? Like we want to be open to working with these exciting people that are entertaining and might even be like weird. Like uh, it, it just, there is no boundary for what we're trying to do. I love that. I love that so much. I, I'm going to hesitate on my next question, but I want to, I have to ask it. Like if everything goes well, and all of these things come to fruition and you get promoted to League One, let alone the Premier League. But let's start with League One. What physically sure. happens with the club? Like, what do you guys get an extra bonus size check from the the league? Like, how does this all uh, kind of work? And then does that then put into motion other plans like increasing stadium size or any other sure. pieces like that? Yeah. So, you know, all of this is dependent on who's showing up and how we're, you know, what, like we can be in the premier league, but still only have, you know, I'll take that back. People are still going to show up, but like we can, we could advance to the next league and it doesn't do anything for like our supporters. Like not more people are showing up because we're not doing a good job at providing, you know, entertaining content or we're not doing a really good job engaging with fans and they don't feel like they're getting value out of it. That has to happen um, as we grow. If we get promoted, there's obviously a financial incentive. Like there's different uh, payouts for different leagues. There's di like the way the money split between the EFL. Um, there's different uh, opportunities when it comes to sponsorships and, and ad, re ad revenue um, and streaming rights, etc. So yes, there is a financial incentive there. I'm in my honest opinion for us to see physical change it has to make sense it's not an automatic hey we got promoted so now this happens it's we got promoted are these boxes checked does it make sense to execute on this do we need this yes it does all right let's do it um at the end of the day we will make the decisions that best allow the team to perform at the highest level and win games like this, I, I know I mentioned earlier in the space, like, I hope people understand we're passionate. Um, and I, I hope other people stand we're taking this seriously. We, we want to win games. This isn't like, let's sell some NFTs and like ride off in the sunset. This is let's win games. Let's progress this team to the highest level of soccer and football can play. Absolutely. Love it, man. Is there a plan on like introducing a ERC twenty? Have you guys had that like talk at all? Like introducing a, a current? Not at all. Not no. even close to that. Okay, so all no. right, so we'll get. Go ahead. Did you have any thoughts? No, I just like, you know, there's in our minds, Web three is an amazing 
vertical of technology that you can use when it makes sense, when it legally makes sense, et cetera, like then, then do it. Don't do something just because you can. I, I really believe, and I'm not going to talk like in the football era, but I do think in the entire crypto web three landscape right now, there you, you're seeing a lot of web two companies do things just because they've been pitched on the idea of you can make $2 million doing this, or you can do this because you can do this. Like, has to make sense there has to be a very well thought out plan for getting to that point of launching and then the most important part of that is after it happens now what Mm. how does it make sense 5 10 15 years down the road so that's sustainable has to be sustainable Yeah, i think you touched on this earlier but not being too early in anything you know there's a lot of nft projects that have definitely been too early in their own right in their own like native ecosystem on adding a token uh, outside of the nft yeah I'm I'm like one of the most avid token proof supporters there are. I I love token proof. I would my suggestion would 100% be like, yeah, if we're going to do web3 ticketing, like token proof, get on the phone. Um but it doesn't make sense yet. It does not make sense yet. Love it. All right, so uh we I don't want to get you out of here. We're about an hour uh in, but I don't want to get you out of here without touching on the sale that is tomorrow. I know basic Oh, did I lose you there? Oh, I don't know what happened. Uh-oh. Do we lose the camera fully? We did lose the camera Wait. fully. But, we're dude, we're literally at an hour. Try try to work a little bit. We'll have some filler here. Uh, Daniel Omoro is saying, love the conversation around smart growth. Let's see. Marty McFly saying, Roy Kent, try and bring them both in. Uh, and then we have some people taking you up on that bet, Hunter. Dude, are, are we trying to fix the camera, or do we think? All right, I think we're back. Oh, that was sick. Camera. What was that transition? uh I, I the camera died did some stuff we're back okay we're back <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the sale tomorrow i know for the most part it's closed to people who already had that like pre-mint locked in but like tell me you know what the sale is how people can get involved uh here in, in like the timeline that you guys are working with for sure so we'll go live uh tomorrow 9 a.m pacific time um there is a like allow list um that's been solidified um i'm not sure exactly where you can go to see if you did the pre-mint raffle um and filled that out originally and you're in the loop on that i think you can find the allow list for that in the discord um but however after that allow list mint period ends at noon 12 pacific standard time uh then it's public mint anybody can go and mint um and i am I do think that like, there's real demand uh, behind this. Um, so obviously, I'll put out a video exactly for anybody who has never bought an NFT before. That is going out this afternoon, walking you through exactly how to you know install MetaMask, how to get money in it, um, and then how to do that transaction. Um, I we'll see. Like it's it'll be very exciting to have fans enter our ecosystem who this is their first engagement with us besides following on Twitter or being the discord or um, asking questions like this is that first, that first step forward. Um, I just think we're going to make people very happy and uh, bring in a lot of new supporters to Crawley town. Tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome experience. I haven't looked forward to a mint like this in a, in a long time. Uh, a couple lightning questions here as it's related to uh, the mint. So you have the, allow access essentially how many people are on the allow access i know each user 
or wallet can mint to. So is that like if everyone on the allow list mints, is there going to be anything left for like a wait list or a public? There, there, uh, my understanding is there will be public mint left. Um, the way we've, we've selected those, um, there is, we had 40,000 wallet signups for the pre-mint raffle. Um, so there's, there's huge demand for this. Like I, I wouldn't like, we don't, I don't want to talk like flipping and speculative pricing, but there are a lot of people that I think share your sentiment on this is something to look forward to and exciting. And uh, when I look at the name of people involved, it's very clear from a technical perspective as this progresses and as ideas come to life, it's not like Pixel Vault doesn't have devs that can't do something. It's not like Adidas is like, well, we've never made that, but like there is real skill asset here. So kind of the wildest dreams are possible. Um, yeah, it's, I'm expecting a lot of non soccer football fans to come into this space. I'm also expecting a lot of uh, football fans who have never purchased an NFT before to come into the space tomorrow. So um, I'm just excited that there's onboarding on both sides happening. Yeah, I love that, man. I, there's a lot of ways we can wrap up the conversation, I guess. But the the main thing is, like, where do you see sports and NFTs kind of merging uh, in the next couple of years? Are there going to be, like, uh, maybe in the next two years, is there going to be another Wagme United? Like, what well, timeline do you think we're working? We're looking. Yeah, at? like I don't, I don't think that this is the last we see by a long shot, right? In my opinion, if you ask me what the core part of NFTs are outside of digital ownership, right? That's verifiable. The piece of it that gets me most excited, and I'll scream and shout this word till the day I die, is community. It is the ultimate community building, the ultimate supporter slash fan building mechanism because you are able to not only have ownership that you're part of, uh, like you own something that allows you to say, I am a fan, I am a supporter here. Um, but then you can use that asset to vote on something or you can use uh, that asset to claim something. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of possibilities that come with it, uh, owning that NFT. So I'm, I'm expecting that we'll probably see the NFL and NBA be the first two uh, leagues to have large NFT plays. I, and I don't want to say, like, they're just going to do cards, right? Like, I can see the teams individually wanting to say, all right, you can own a, uh, you know, uh, a Ravens NFT. And this NFT lets you get special access to this and it gets you exclusive merch or whatever, like... It's going to take some time, though. We're years away uh, because the average, my, my mom still would not know what to do, but she would totally want it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she's a huge Ravens fan. Um, it's, oh, I don't know what's going on with the camera. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't want to work. No worries. Um, it's, it, we're, we're certainly getting closer and closer to this, uh, this idea of sports and NFTs being the one of the most exciting. Um, areas and then esports as well, probably being one of the most exciting areas for NFTs. I love that, man. I'm sorry we couldn't get the camera working for you guys uh, late in the episode, but it lasted pretty much the whole time. Uh, Hunter, you you had a bunch of great 
uh, insights here into sports NFTs, into Crawley Town and what you guys are doing at Wagner United. So uh, any last links you want to drop or any last uh, things you want to say, please get them out will you, and then we'll end the episode. Of course. Um, I will say this. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you are following Wagner United um, on Twitter. Uh, there's access to the Discord um, and all of the information flow is kind of going through that right now. Um, and then if you are interested in purchasing the NFT and you haven't signed up for the uh, pre-mint raffle and you aren't on that allow list at 12 p.m. or 12 noon tomorrow Pacific Standard Time, we're having our NFT sale. Uh, I'd love to have you uh, be part of what we're doing and be involved and yeah, I'm just really excited. I'm really grateful that we have uh, people that are tuning in to to listen, and that they 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 care. Like it really gets me excited knowing that there's going to be people wearing this jersey all throughout the United States, all through like all around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they start the ship, and I I just can't wait. It's exciting. Yeah, you guys are breaking a lot of boundaries here with with owning a, a premier not Premier League but a, a League Two team. Uh, an English club and meshing NFTs with that man. This has been a great conversation. It's lived up uh, to the hype. Uh, Hunter, thank you for coming on the Nifty Q show, man. I appreciate uh, you and we'll have to have you back on again to talk uh, everything else you're building in the space. I appreciate it so much, man. And uh, looking forward to the next time. All right, y'all. This was the Nifty Q show. Appreciate you stopping by today. Thank you for keeping the chat lit and having a good conversation here uh, with Hunter Arell. He is the co-owner of Wagner United. We'll be here tomorrow, NFT Live. We'll talk the NFT industry, some other side stuff, and then we'll be here next week as well. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Peace.